Welcome to Passionately His, a ministry of Dr. Jeff Loach and St. Paul's Church in Nobleton, Ontario, Canada. Coming up, we'll hear a message from God's Word. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and check us out on YouTube at the link in the description where you'll find past services and messages that will inform your mind and form your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's this week's message. Many of you have an advantage over me. You have been coming to Christmas Eve services your whole life. You might have been brought to worship on Christmas Eve in a stroller or a car seat or in your mother's arms, but you were brought. I was not. I didn't experience my first Christmas Eve service until I was just shy of my 15th birthday. As a child, Christmas Eve was to me a time to get excited as the piles of beautifully wrapped gifts accumulated under the Christmas tree. And I got to open one gift on Christmas Eve before I went to bed. Of course, I had a hard time sleeping because I knew that there would be even more gifts when I woke up in the morning. My stocking would be left magically somehow by my bedroom door and the pile of gifts by the tree would be even bigger. I knew somehow that Jesus played a role in this whole affair, but it was not clear to me what that role was. And then... With my grandmother, I went to my first Christmas Eve service, and both literally and figuratively, the lights came on. It was not immediate. It took me probably a year of going to worship with my grandmother on a regular basis before the lights came on to full brightness in my mind. But then, oh, then, I realized that Christmas was about more than presents. I don't know most of your stories. Some of you might have a story like mine. But a lot of you probably had an upbringing that involved going to worship on Christmas Eve. For some families, it might have been just a cultural norm. You did it because everybody else, or you thought everybody else, did it on Christmas Eve. For some, it was about tradition. Your parents did it, your grandparents did it, your great-grandparents did it, and so on and so forth, so you did it too. For other families, it might have been a conviction. Christmas was about Jesus, so it made sense that setting aside everything else and going to worship was the right thing to do. You would expect me to stand here and proclaim that Christmas is about more than presents, and that's true, because most people say that Christmas is about more than Jesus. Of course, Christmas is also about Mary. Mary, who accepted God's will for her young life, who carried Jesus in her womb for nine months, who went from being a mother to her son to being a disciple of her son even after he died, rose again, and ascended into heaven. Mary praised the Lord in, her, in the midst of something she did not fully understand and could not fully explain. Mary pondered in her heart the hubbub she created in that little hole in the rock where she was delivered of the Son of God. Christmas is about more than Jesus. Christmas is also about Joseph. Joseph could have played the sovereign citizen card and not taken his soon-to-be-giving-birth wife from Nazareth to Bethlehem by pack animal because of the decree of some egotistical, maniacal ruler in Rome who wanted to know how many people he ruled. 
Joseph didn't do that, though, because he not only knew he needed to fulfill the law, he knew he needed to fulfill prophecy. Christmas is about more than Jesus. Christmas is also about the shepherds. These poor, hapless souls were scared out of their wits. The natural reaction to the presence of an angel, by the way. But their fear was transformed to excitement when they realized that they were going to be the first to see the Messiah, even before the Jewish rulers. Christmas is about more than Jesus, yes. But I want to turn the tables a bit tonight and tell you that Jesus is about more than Christmas. For some people, maybe some of you, Jesus never actually grows up. He never leaves the manger. If you read the Bible past Luke chapter 2, you will find that Jesus gets bigger in more ways than one. He's visited by the Magi, those wise men, astrologers from the east when he is a toddler. Jesus gets away from his parents when he's 12 and they find him in the temple engaging with scholars five times his age. And at 30, Jesus embarks on his ministry gathering 12 country bumpkins to follow him and learn from him who will carry on his work. During his ministry, Jesus teaches, heals, and explains the true meaning of the kingdom of God to many. Three years into his work, the Jewish leaders had had enough, and they had him crucified him for being had him crucified for what they perceived that he was a rebel, an insurrectionist who was turning the world upside down, and they didn't like it very much, thank you. Of course, he was much more than a rebel. One wouldn't one one might think this would be the end. But it wasn't. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. And 40 days after that, when he proved he was alive, he ascended into heaven, promising his disciples all the help they would need. And another 10 days passed, and the ascended Jesus gave the Holy Spirit to his followers to equip them and empower them to carry on his work, a task that remains ours today. Sounds like a plot for a movie. In fact, I think many movies have taken the story of Jesus and used it as a plot. Jesus is about more than Christmas. And this is not a fairy tale, right? Not only do we have the Bible to corroborate Jesus' story, we even Jewish historians corroborate it. Jesus is about more than Christmas. But why does the Jesus story perpetuate? Why do we still hear about it today? There have been many great stories of overcoming evil with good, but none has carried on as Jesus has. See, when Jesus went to the cross... He was fulfilling an agreement. When God made the world, the arrangement was that sin, everything that we did that was wrong in God's sight, had to be atoned for. It had to be made up for. In the Old Testament, that meant sacrifices. And because people were prone to sin, that entailed a lot of sacrifices. That would be another place where you could say, bah. But God had a plan. In the fullness of time, he would send his son to become the one final sacrifice for sin. Jesus could fulfill that role because as the incarnation of God himself, he was perfect in every way, living a full human life, but without sin. So when he died on the cross, he became the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. 
His death paid the price for all sin, including yours and mine. Jesus is about more than Christmas. But that isn't the end of the story. Had Jesus died and been buried, yes, our sins would have been paid for. But when we died, we'd just rot in the ground. But because he rose from the dead, Jesus trampled down the power of death by death and brought about eternal life so that all who believe in Jesus and believe that he died and rose again for them, though their bodies die, their souls exist forever in the presence of God. And one day we will receive new bodies when Jesus consummates his kingdom. Jesus is about more than Christmas. Jesus didn't just change one day or even one era or one nation. He changed the world, and he continues to this day to change the world. Jesus has changed my life, the lives of many others, and he can change yours too. You might think that all this talk about sin and redemption is just old-school thinking of a bygone era. You might not think you're a bad person. Well, I didn't think I was a bad person either. I I was considered my class goody-goody even before I met Jesus. It's possible to be a good person and have no experience of God. But here's where that becomes problematic. Being good is not actually good enough. When the standard is perfection... We don't measure up, but Jesus did. That's why the apostle Paul could say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that God took him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is about more than Christmas. See, when I place my faith and trust in Jesus, naming him as Savior and Lord, believing that Jesus died for my sin and rose again to give me eternal life, I still sin, despite my best efforts. But that act of faith means that Jesus imputes upon me the righteousness of God like a cloak. That means when God looks at me, he doesn't see Jeff the filthy sinner, despite my best efforts. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. No matter how good I am, I can't be good enough. No matter how good you are, you can't be good enough. That flies in the face of pop psychology of today, of course, but that's not how the story ends. You and I can't be good enough, but Jesus was good enough. So when we trust him by faith, we are made to be good enough. Jesus is about more than Christmas. Jesus is life. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is hope. We've reached the culmination of a busy season, a season that had many events and activities and commitments. But in the end, really, it's all been about Jesus, whether we know it or not. Many of you, for the next few days, will have some time to kick back. And I want to challenge you to use some of that time you kick back to consider what Jesus has done for you in saving you from sin and bringing you eternal life When you trust him by faith, how do you do that? Well, first, you admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. That may be the hardest part of all. Like folks who are in 12-step groups have to first admit that they can't do this on their own. Well, we can't do this on our own. Admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, that being good isn't good enough. 
And then you repent of your sin, intentionally turning and walking the other way, away from sin and toward the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's specific sins that you need to tell the Lord, you can tell him. He already knows, but it will be good for you to tell him. You invite Jesus to accept his rightful place in your life, to be your Lord and Savior, to be the one who sits on the throne of your life. Let me tell you, there is very little, if anything, that is more relieving than giving up the role of CEO of your own life. And you pledge to live in gratitude for the mercy he has shown you in not giving you what you deserve, which is death. And for the grace he has shown you in giving you what you do not deserve, eternal life. And you read the Bible. Yeah, there's an app for that. There's several. In fact, my favorite is version, Y-O-U version. Look that up on the App Store or Google Play, wherever you get these things. And uh, it's got all kinds of different English translations, all kinds of other languages. It will also read it to you verbally uh, with the speaker and so forth. Get a Bible. If you don't have one, get the app, whatever you need to do. But read God's Word because that's how we understand God's will for our lives. That's where you really find out that Jesus is about more than Christmas. And you talk to God. Christians call that prayer, but it doesn't have to use holy language. Just talk to God the way you would talk to your best friend and listen. Make time for silence as you talk to God because he may speak to your heart and engage with the local church. We're here to help you connect with God, grow in Christ, and serve in community. The Christian faith is a team sport. We cannot go this alone. When I first came to faith... It was all grace. Nobody would have expected me to come to know Jesus, even though I was a good kid, because it hadn't been a serious part of my life. But I was grateful that I had a faith community that could nurture my walk with God, because I needed it. Yes, I had friends, but I needed a church that could help me grow. And by grace, I developed a group of Christian friends, many of whom I'm still in contact today, today, uh, Between the church and my Christian friends, I came to realize just how much Jesus is more than Christmas. This will work for you too. Receive the greatest gift ever given into your heart tonight because Jesus is more than Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift that is Jesus, the greatest gift of all. Thank you that he was more than a baby. That his teaching, healing, and discipling ministry went from impacting 12 to impacting millions of people. We pray that tonight will be a night of decision for many more. That you will receive the heartfelt repentance from sin of people who reach out to you in faith you will grant them freedom from sin and the blessing of life eternal. Thank you that you promise to hear those who come to you in faith and to forgive their sins and purify them from all unrighteousness. Thank you that Jesus was more than Christmas. Help us all to pray, O come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. 
Amen. Thanks for listening. Again, please subscribe, and if you have any questions or would like prayer, go to stpaulsnobleton.ca slash connect and fill in the connection card. I'll be glad to follow up with you. Blessings for your day.